You are listening to Speaking with One Voice with Pastor Rodney Payne. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, or would like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at O-N-E-V-O-I-C-E-I-N-C dot O-R-G. Or simply search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking with One Voice. Hello and welcome to Speaking with One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne, and I am so excited to be with you again this week to add value to you on this podcast. We want to thank you so much for liking and for sharing this particular podcast and subscribing to it. It's so important for us to receive your feedback. Uh, feel free to email us directly at rpain at onevoiceinc.org, O-N-E-V-O-I-C-E-I-N-C dot O-R-G. We'd love to have your feedback. We'd also uh, entertain any topics you'd like for us to consider, as well as perhaps you'd like to be a guest on our show. We're expanding our broadcast, and we'd want to have uh, some entrepreneurs, leaders who would like to be a part of our podcast environment so that we can add value to even more people. Uh, gives me great pleasure to be with you. And I want to start off today. Today, our episode is going to be uh, conquering conflict. I want to talk about this topic we call conflict. Um, you, you have several types of leaders. There are some leaders who are just non-confrontational and don't like conflict, where you have other leaders who are overly aggressive and seem to love a good fight. Well, I want to talk about how to conquer this conflict, and, and the fact is that we're going to have to deal with it. What, what is conflict? Conflict, by definition, simply is to come into a collision or a disagreement. So when you think of conflict, you think of, of a somewhat violent encounter uh, that has residual effects, that, that creates challenges for a team it can be toxic. It can be a challenge to operate in an environment where there is a lot of conflict. Leaders must learn to resolve conflicts. Listen, I realize it will be uncomfortable. I, I get it. Uh, but no matter how uncomfortable it is, conflict must be addressed. The most successful leaders are very good at diffusing and mitigating conflict. There has to be a way to navigate this landmine we call conflict in a way that we can be productive and go forward in building our business and leading our team. So today I want to look at really two different approaches um, of why we have to deal with conflict and how we can conquer conflict. Those are really the two areas that I want to spend the majority of our time on today. And so as we look into this, the first thing you have to understand about the why is that the reason we have to deal with conflict is because conflict will not resolve itself. It's not going to go away. Just because you don't deal with it doesn't mean it's going to disappear. I know the old adage, out of sight, out of mind. Listen, that does not apply to conflict. If you don't address it, it will not go anywhere, no matter how you look at this thing. Understand Conflict must be dealt with and resolved. Why? Because conflict is reproductive. That's right. Conflict reproduces itself. Uh, remember, conflicts are rarely an isolated event. Uh, 
contention in and of itself by its nature is reproductive. What I mean by that is when you have tension or you have a conflict in the office or on your team, it doesn't go anywhere, but it festers. And so when you don't deal with it, it typically produces another conflict on top of it. And now you have what's called a compound conflict where you've got conflict stacking on top of each other. And then now you move from compound uh, uh, conflict to one where you've got now other parties are getting involved in the process. So what was a conflict has now become a compound conflict. Now it graduates and becomes a compound complex conflict. So when you look at this thing, conflict can become an animal all of its own, whether positive and negative, either one, positive or negative outcomes, they both produce residual results. So when you have a conflict with a negative process, it will produce negative results. Resolving conflict leads to more resolved conflict. So when you have a positive experience where we deal with the conflict effectively and we are able to diffuse it, we can then have more conflicts uh, diffused and, and solved in our office simply because we're creating a process whereby, whereby we know we're able to resolve conflict. Listen, failure to resolve conflicts will serve as a platform for creating more new conflicts. That's right. When you don't deal with them, when you don't solve them, when you fail to resolve them, you are simply planting a seed that will grow up into more conflict in your office. So the why we have to deal with conflict is because it won't resolve itself. The second why is that conflicts are reproductive. And the third why is that conflicts uh, leave an indelible mark on your organization. When you are an organization that has conflict and you always have conflict and you don't resolve your conflict, you're unable to conquer your conflict, there are several things that are going to happen. There, a mark will be left on your organization. What are some of the marks that are left? Well, culture. The way you do things. See, the culture is simply the way you do things. And if you're an organization of high conflict and high tension, uh, it's a, it's hard for new people to assimilate to the environment. It's hard to have positivity and what have you in the office and, and on the team because conflict, uh, it impacts your culture. It impacts the environment. Uh, so culture is the way we do things. The environment is what it's like to work here. If you have a, a an environment full of conflict, again, that's an environment that is unpleasant to work in. It's an environment that creates stress. It's an environment that, that challenges even the very thought of coming to work. And then not only does it culture and, and environment, uh, conflict also leaves a mark on confidence. See, conflict can ultimately impact a team member's competence through their confidence. So when you have someone who is always in conflict, they, they end up uh, losing their confidence. And when you are not confident in what you're doing, now it impacts your competence. It, it literally impacts your ability to do your job. So if someone is always stressed because of unresolved conflict on the team, they will ultimately, you'll see a decrease in how they perform their job. Their competence begins to decrease, which ultimately then uh, it, it causes causes a problem and leaves a mark on an organization's productivity. Productivity positions 
it pre- positions us uh, for this process. So, so we're, we, we produce based on our environment, based on our culture, based on our competence. So, so productivity does not produce in and of itself, uh, or, but, but the conflict, it hinders our ability to produce. See, so productivity is not necessarily the fruit of conflict, but when you have high conflict, we focus on conflict and not on the job at hand. So our teams become disjointed. They become uh, having problems. Have you ever noticed that you can have one person that is a person who is a, a source of constant conflict on your team? If you take that person out of the team, the entire team begins to perform better. Have you seen that? That's because the productivity, it, the conflict didn't challenge the productivity as far as in, in and of itself. The, the conflict is neutral as it relates to productivity, but the way it's handled and what it does to your team members, it causes them to be less productive, overall reducing our uh, our collective productivity. So it becomes really critical for us as leaders to deal with conflict. You have to deal with it or it will impact your organization, leaving an indelible mark in the culture, in the environment, in the confidence, and the productivity of your organization, all because you didn't deal with conflict. Now, every conflict is not single-sourced. I don't want you to think that you can go into your office, find the single source of conflict, and that's it. Sometimes our culture is toxic, and in a toxic culture, we communicate in in conflict. That's the way we communicate. Have you ever uh, been perhaps to a colleague's home or been to someone's home and you go in and it seems as if everyone in the room is yelling at each other and that's how they communicate? For you, that's dysfunctional, but for them, that's normal? And so when you communicate like that and, and, and people think nothing of it in the office, uh, you don't understand what that does to those who would join the team or those who would come in because someone from the outside may come in and say, I never want to go back there again simply because of the conflict they experienced while they were in there. So, so we have to deal with conflict as leaders. No matter how uncomfortable it is, it must be addressed. Now, uh, that's why we deal with it. But now I want to take a few minutes and just talk about how. Uh, how do we deal with conflict? Uh, there are about three steps to this process of how to deal with conflict. And so I'm going to give you just a few things uh, to kind of support each point. But I want you to understand this process, you need to apply it. You need to practice it. You need to, to vet it out, go through it again and again and again. Because if you don't resolve conflict, failure to resolve conflict will always lessen the productivity and hinder the environment of your organization and your team. There's no way around it. You cannot live in consistent conflict and operate at your highest level. It just will not happen. So so step one is there must be a common goal, a common goal. And when I say a common goal, I, I want us to understand that conflicts happen at many levels within organizations and within teams. I'm, I want you to understand, much like there should be a, a quote-unquote separation of church and state, when dealing with a common goal, there must be a separ- separation between organizational and personal. Uh, there are some things that are organization-driven, others are personal. When it comes to conflict, we cannot confuse organization, our mission, uh, with our person or personality. See, organization, uh, you, you want to understand the common goal is that we want to have some things that, that really help us and give us a reason to deal with conflict. And so I, don't, I can't deal with conflict from a personal perspective. 
Uh, let me go a little deeper. So organizational, uh, com- the common goal within the organization is the organizational culture. We are here and we want the way we do things here to be a positive and productive environment. So our common goal is we want to have a nice place to work. We want to have a successful place to work. We want to have a wonderful work experience. Think about it. In every occupation, you spend more time with your peers and your colleagues than you do your family when you talk about waking hours in a day. You're, you're at your office 40 to 60 hours a week at least. And so you're with these people all this time. So in the organization, you want a culture that's conducive to success. Uh, organizational, uh, the common goal there is also the vision. We, we have one vision in the, in the organization and we have to all be striving toward that one vision. We can't uh, come into the organization with our own agendas. It's about the the, the vision. There's there's one team here. Um, organization again. Common goal for the organization is we have to have core values. We our core values should be common. So when we're looking for reasons and and processes, our motivation must be we we want to have the right culture in our organization, the right vision in our organization, and the right core values. And and we want to have a positive reputation. We want to have a positive reputation for our organization. And and lastly, we want to have integrity. So the common goal is that we need to resolve this conflict and we're going to resolve it by focusing on the organization, the organization's culture, the organization's vision, the organization's core values, the organization's reputation, the organization's integrity. We're going to focus on those things in order to have this common goal. If our goal is not common, we will not come to a common uh, uh, answer. We won't come to a common solution. There's no way we can get there. And what happens is many times it becomes a personal process. That's where the problem is. And so on a personal level, it becomes, do I like you? Do I dislike you? Are are we friends? Do we have the same hobbies? I don't like your disposition. I don't like your attitude. Quite frankly, as we move forward in the organization, the organization must be the goal. It's not about how much I like or dislike you. It can't be personal. We can't get into this personality conflict. That's not what this is about. We are trying to move an organization to optimal performance, and we cannot do that when we are focused more on our personal conflict, our personal situation, than we are focused on the organization's uh, needs and and, and common goals of, of culture and vision and core values and reputation and integrity. Not only from a personal side can we not get caught up in the I like you, I don't like you game or or focusing on a personality conflict. We're just wired differently. That's actually a positive that you're wired differently, so don't take that. And the next, don't be so easily offended. My goodness. In organizations, we have conflict because we get offended. We can't be told that our work is subpar. We can't be. We can't have uh, criticism uh, of any type, whether it's whether it's good or, or bad. Uh, we we don't take critiques well. We get easily offended. We think people don't like us. It becomes a personal situation. We don't resolve conflict by making this personal. We are on one team with uh, the, the looking for the same culture, vision, core values, reputation, and integrity. Don't take it personal when you're challenged. Listen, you're going to find out something. You're not always going to be right. So people within the organization are going to challenge you, but don't take that personal. Just because they challenge your idea doesn't mean they challenge your integrity. 
And so you want to understand this is a, this is about us coming together. So there must be a common goal and the common goal must be founded on the mission, the vision, the core values, the reputation and the integrity of the business, not of the individual and the individual. We have to reduce and minimize those conflicts and not take things personal and not get so easily offended and not make it about us liking or disliking each other. So step one to, to conquering conflict is we've got to have a common goal. Step two, and really, I don't know that I'll get beyond this, but let me just say this. There must be effective communication. Let me help you with communication. There must be effective communication. Step one, a common goal. Step two, effective conversation. Effective conversation which is communication and understand conversation and communication, the interchange, the interchange of information, not the exchange, but the interchange of information. Let me unpack that for you. The interchange means uh, in place of each other. So to have an interchange of information, I have to consider what you're sharing from your perspective, and you have to consider what I'm sharing from my perspective. That is an interchange, not simply an exchange. So communication or conversation, if you will, is not bantering back and forth, but an interchange, seeing from the other's perspective. That is so important. In order to have effective conversation, we must consider our posture. Are you entering the conversation as the authority? Are you throwing your weight around, so to speak? Are you being courteous or are you seeking a mutually beneficial resolution or are you, or, or, or are you simply uh, ordering an edict and saying it must be done this way? That is not conversation, my friends. That is dictation. We're not looking to dictate. We're looking to converse in order to resolve conflict. People simply want to be heard. There must be a dialogue if we're going to have a conversation. There must be clear communication and willingness to hear. What that means is there has to be active listening. You cannot have the interchange we spoke about in conversation without active listening. So you don't just courteous, listen as a courtesy so that I heard you, but really let's see what the other party is saying. If we're going to conquer conflict, we're going to have to open up our listening ear and make sure we're intentionally listening, actively listening to hear. And then uh, lastly on this step two is we have got to deal with our tone. The way you say it oftentimes outweighs what you say. Sometimes you can't be heard because of the tone. When you speak defensively or you speak aggressively or you're passive aggressive or you're condescending in your tone, you're not going to conquer conflict because your words will only further exasperate the situation, further agitate the situation. You're going to find yourself struggling more and more simply because of how you said it. There are nice ways to say things that are uncomfortable. You can say the truth without being offensive. You don't have to be mean when you say it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, so step one in how is there must be a common goal. That, let's not mix organization or business with personal. Let's, let's not take this personal. Let's keep the goals of the business, the culture, the vision, the core values, the reputation, the integrity of the business as, the, as, our, as our reason for resolving conflict. Second, there must be effective conversation and interchange in place of each other of, or information. We've got to be willing to hear from the other's perspective. Consider your posture, your dialogue, and tone. And then the last one I'm going to give you real quickly is step three, 
there must be beneficial compromise. Compromise is a settlement of differences by mutual concessions. It's not compromise if you give in to me. It's not compromise if I give in to you. Compromise, there are mutual concessions. I want to tell you just a few things about this compromise uh, real quickly that I want you to catch. First is, when you have beneficial compromise, there is an organizational benefit. The organization must win. Every win is not measured by finance or money. Just because we make more money does not mean necessarily that we won. You can win money and ruin relationships or you can sell your integrity. So be careful to make every win about a financial transaction or gain. Um, and lastly, culture is critical and it pays off in the long run. Think about the big picture of what you're doing. Think about the big picture. The big picture is you must make certain that we win as an organization. Uh, secondly, in this beneficial compromise, there must be personal consideration. Don't be offensive, be considerate, and value people. When you value people, you're not going to be offensive and you can reach a beneficial compromise. But when you have no value for people, you will offend them, you won't consider them, and in the long run, that will... Uh, hurt your business at a very, very deep level. And then lastly, we have the organizational benefit, the personal consideration. Then there is the relationship benefit. Uh, growing internal relationships pays off in long-term dividends. See, when you take time to invest in relationships, it's going to pay off in the long run. So this is a big picture play, if you will. Growth may not mean being best friends, but it should mean having better co-workers and better inter-office experiences. And finally, positive relationships are contagious. When we begin to value each other and we do it the right way and we conquer our conflict, it becomes contagious. It becomes a way of order for our office, for our business, and for our model that we want to go by. So I want to make sure that you and your organization take the time to conquer conflict. You can do it. Listen, I'm your coach, Rodney Payne. It has been my pleasure to be with you on this week. Make sure you subscribe and like and catch us every week here with Speaking with One Voice and also follow us on social media at Rodney R. Payne. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And finally, my good friends, you can do this. You can conquer conflict. I believe in you. Let's go be successful. It's your coach, Rodney Payne. Guess what? Had a great time today. We will see you next week. You've been listening to Speaking With One Voice. Please remember to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rodney R. Payne. And don't forget to turn on your notifications so you can receive the latest posts, live videos, and podcasts as soon as they are available. And please hashtag all of your posts with hashtag speaking with one voice. Listen, we appreciate you liking and sharing, uh, subscribing, and also rating this podcast to help us grow this amazing opportunity. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you and make it a great day.